0: Our Arcadian Vanguard presents The Wrestling News in your daily wrestling newscast for Saturday, September 30th, 2023. Good morning, I'm Mike Separvivi. We begin today with WWE SmackDown broadcast last night live on Fox from the Golden One Center in Sacramento, California. The show's closing segment saw LA Knight save John Cena from an attack by the bloodline Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso. John Cena about to meet the same exact fate as AJ Styles one week ago. We're in Sacramento, but LA is here! LA Knight! And LA Knight's ready for a fight! The defiant one, L.A. Knight and off of Jimmy Uso, and now right hand after right hand to Solo. Oh, yeah. like a, the enforcer is down. Oh! Jimmy Uso is down. Knight then signed the contract to make him seen as partner against Uso and Sokoa at Fastlane. The program opened with an in-ring promo segment featuring Uso, Sokoa, and Paul Heyman, which was interrupted by The O.C.'s Carl Anderson, who attacked Uso and Sokoa. That led to a match between Uso and Anderson, which Uso won in 127 seconds. Rey Mysterio retained the WWE United States title by defeating Santos Escobar, pinning him in 20 minutes and 39 seconds with a roll-up. After the bout, as Mysterio and Escobar prepared to shake hands, both men were laid out by the Street Profits. Oh Oh my God! The Street Profits! Ford and Dawkins are back! Bobby Lashley said prove it after saying the Street Profits do not have enough pride earlier tonight. Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar oh! just went through a grueling match for the United States Championship. They were about to show respect to one another, and they were ambushed from behind by the Prophets. During a post-match interview, Mysterio and Escobar challenged the Prophets for a match at Fastlane. Charlotte Flair pinned Bailey after delivering a spear. Oh! Spears and Following the bout, Bayley and her damage control teammates conspired to attack Charlotte, but were thwarted by Asuka. That incident led to Bailey volunteering WWE Women's Champion EO Sky to face both Flair and Asuka in a triple threat match at Fastlane. So here's the thing. I've known Bailey for 10 years. She was my first match at NXT. And 10 years ago, I looked up to Bailey. She was the one showing me the ropes. And if it's anything I've learned over the years, it's how to get under her skin. And that's exactly what I did tonight. Thank you, Bailey. Now I have a triple threat against Io and Oscar. Thanks to you, woo! In the only other match on the show, Austin Theory pinned Cameron Grimes in three minutes. Afterwards, both Theory and his tag team partner Grayson Waller jawed with Dragon Lee, who was sitting ringside. AEW Rampage on TNT aired last night, featuring matches taped last Wednesday at First Bank Center in Broomfield, Colorado. The main event match on the show saw Hikaru Shida defeat Ruby Soho to become the number one contender for Soraya's AEW World Women's Championship. Didn't land flush, and Hikaru Shida comes around the katana. And as she caught her flush. She caught Soho flush. Shida has done it! Soraya and Shida will face off on the Tuesday, October 10th edition of Dynamite, which goes head-to-head with NXT due to the Major League Baseball playoffs airing on TBS. The Righteous, Dutch and Vincent, defeated Caleb Crush and Gunner. The Righteous will face MJF in a handicap match for the ROH World Tag Team title Sunday at Dream. New Japan strong openweight champion Eddie Kingston retained the title by defeating Rocky Romero in nine minutes. Earlier in the program during a backstage interview segment, Kingston was confronted by Jay Lethal, who challenged Kingston for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight title. i leave you black in both eyes. And in the opener, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn defeated Isaiah Cassidy and the Hardy Boys to retain the AEW World Trios title after Bowens pinned Cassidy. CMLL presented a special Night of Champions show on Friday night inside their home building of Arena Mexico featuring all title matches. In the main event, Titán defeated Mascara Dorada 2.0 to make the eighth defense of the CMLL World Welterweight Championship. Mistico also held on to the NWA World Historic Middleweight title for the seventh time, defeating Virus. Stephanie Vaquer defeated La Catalina to win the vacant CMLL World Women's title. Vaquer claimed the title that Princessa Sugit held for 1,027 days before she vacated on August 16th to undergo neck surgery. The other title change on the show saw Apocalypsis, Cholo, and Disturbio defeat Dulce Gardena, Espirito Negro, and Rey Cometa to win the Mexican National Trios titles. Mercurio Tapirafito to retain the CMLL World Mini Estrella title. And in the opener, CMLL World Light Heavyweight Champion El Barbaro Carbonario defeated Esfinge to make his first defense of 2023. In news from Japan. Suzu Suzuki pinned Micah after delivering a Sky Twister press to win her first Stardom five-star Grand Prix tournament today at the Budokan in Yokohama. Suzuki made it to the finals out of the red block with 12 points, earning two points automatically due to Saya Kamatani being injured and unable to compete. Micah won the Blue Stars block with 12 points, advancing to the final due to beating Mirai earlier in the night. Suzuki was able to advance due to Tam Nakano, Sayuri, and Natsuka Tora all losing their last red block matches. New Japan Pro Wrestling announced on Friday that they would be returning to San Jose, California this coming January. The promotion announced that Battle in the Valley will return to the San Jose Civic on January 13th, just nine days after the company's biggest show of the year inside the Tokyo Dome. On January 4th, this past year's Battle in the Valley event was held on February 18th and featured mercedes Monet winning the IWGP World Women's title from Kyrie. New Japan's first show in San Jose took place in November of 2021 and was main evented by Tomohiro Ishii winning the Never Openweight title from Jay White. And we close with some sad news to report. Betty Wade Murphy, better known as Joyce Grable, passed away on Friday at the age of 70. Born in LaGrange, Georgia, Grable was trained for professional wrestling by Judy Grable and the Fabulous Moolah and debuted in 1971. She was given the name Joyce Grable due to Moolah believing she bore a resemblance to her childhood idol. She won her first championship inside Madison Square Garden on October 15, 1973, teaming with Vicki Williams to win the NWA Women's World Tag Team title from Donna Cristinello and Tony Rose. Grable held the NWA Tag Titles on six different occasions, winning them three times with Williams between 1973 and 1979, and another three with Wendy Richter between 1980 and 1983. Grable and Richter were the final NWA World Women's Tag Team Champions before the titles were sold by Mula to Vince McMahon in 1983. She also held the NWA Texas Women's Title in Houston for Paul Bosch in 1978, and the NWA United States Women's Championship, which she defended in the Amarillo and San Francisco territories between 1978 and 1981. In 1980, Grable received widespread attention as part of a month-long angle for Georgia Championship Wrestling on WTBS, where she and Judy Martin entered into the Thanksgiving tournament for the Georgia National Tag Team Titles. The angle played off the 1973 Battle of the Sexes tennis match between Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs. Ultimately, Grable and Martin would fall in the first round against Jacques Rougeau Jr., then known as Jerry Brown, and Steve Olzanowski. Over the years, Grable would play a pivotal role in helping train Mullah's troop of female workers and was honored with inductions into the National Wrestling Alliance Hall of Fame in 2012, Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2013, and the St. Louis Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2022. Grable was honored by the Cauliflower Alley Club in 2010 when she was presented with the Women's Wrestling Award. She was honored again with the Courage Award in 2022 as she battled leukemia, which she was diagnosed with in 2013. Earlier this week on social media, Grable's son Terry wrote that his mother was under hospice care, stating, quote, we will do everything in our power to make sure that she is as comfortable as she can possibly be. She has lived a long and fulfilling life and is ready to be with the Lord. We ask for continued prayers for peace and mercy as she lives out her final days here on earth." Once again, Joyce Grable passed away on Friday at the age of 70. And before we leave you today, we'd like to remind you that however you consume your content, you can find the wrestling news 24 hours a day and 7 days a week across social media. On Twitter, follow us at Wrestling News A.V. Our Facebook page is also Wrestling News A.V. The Wrestling News can also be found on the Arcadian Vanguard YouTube page. And for those who utilize Amazon Echo devices, just tell Alexa to play the Wrestling News podcast. And remember to make sure you add podcast at the end. Once again, for daily updates, breaking news and more, follow the Wrestling News across social media. And that's the news for today.